Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize on your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for an ad space so that you can always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add Talking Sports with Manny in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Thank you so much. You're listening to another episode of Talking Sports with Manny. Welcome, guys. It's another week, another day, another awesome uh, topic in sports. We got the NBA playoffs. We got the NFL Week 2 recap, and then we got the fantasy uh, waiver wire talks. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. What an exciting game uh, versus the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. The Lakers came into this game up 2-0, to zero, and... Um, it really looked like the Lakers were trying to get up to 3-0 before the game started. But then as the game went on, you can tell that guys like Jokic and Jamal Murray were, you know, hungry for this game. They really wanted to win this game. And th- those two were the two guys that really stepped it up for the, the uh, Denver Nuggets, as well as uh, Jeremy Grant, man. Jeremy Grant came out, I mean, balling, man. He gave him a big 26 points. Um, coming into the fourth quarter, the Denver Nuggets were up 20. Uh, they were up by 20 points. And the Lakers went on an 18-2 run to cut this lead. And then they kind of went back and forth, back and forth. They had a chance to tie the game a couple times with a, with a three. And they couldn't hit the three, but Rondo just came in and just played unbelievable. Rondo was all over the place, getting steals, getting deflections. And then, uh, you know, the Denver Nuggets uh, kind of hit some threes. At the end, uh, Jamal Murray played a heck of a game. Uh, Jamal Murray is showing the world that, hey, he's still uh, very, very good. He's one of the best players in the league. But my whole problem with Jamal uh, Murray is that he's not consistent. You know, yeah, he's a star, but I don't think that he's on superstar level just yet. You know, he's a guy that can go off every now and again, but you want to see that consistency out of him. Um, so for the Lakers, LeBron James had a 30-point triple-double um, Anthony Davis had 27 points, but only two rebounds. That's part of the reason why the Lakers lost this game, and that's part of the reason why they got um, why they went down big. I mean, you need your guys to rebound. You know, Javel McGee needs to be replaced. Frank Vogel needs to go with Dwight Howard, a guy that's more, like a guy that's much tougher and that's gonna uh, you know uh, battle every single play. Because of AD only getting two rebounds, the Lakers had 25 rebounds to 44 by Denver. You're not going to win many games when you're out-rebounded uh, 44 to 25. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then they had tons of offensive rebounds as well. Um, off the bench, Kuzma had 11 points, but it was like, you know, a little bit too late. Rondo came in there and played played a great game, had nine points. He also had nine assists, and then he gave the Lakers, um, I believe, about two steals, three steals, actually. So his his steals really, really um, boosted the game, and then they were able to go on a little bit of a run. But guys like Caruso and Morris didn't have much of an impact. Danny Green was just god-awful, I mean, with four points. Uh, KCP had a decent game with 12. So um, to the Nuggets... Grant, like I said earlier, had 26, big 26. That's the, pretty much the reason why they won the game, aside from their rebounding. Uh, Jokic gave them uh, 22 points and 10 rebounds. And then Jamal Murray had a big 28 points, making four threes, some in the uh, clutch fourth quarter. Then he had 12 assists as well. Monte Morris... 
came off the bench and gave them a cool 14 points. His 14 points was instrumental to them winning this game. And then uh, Michael Porter Jr. pitched in with nine. If you look at the team, Craig had six rebounds. Porter had six rebounds. Murray had eight. Jokic had 10. Millsap had eight. They gang rebounded. You know, usually the, the Lakers are in the 40s when it comes to rebounds. But this game, they were just out hustled. They were out coached. Then they fell short. I mean, it was awesome that, you know, they were able to score some points to come back. But when you really look at it, I mean, did the Lakers really deserve to win this game? Yeah, the Lakers had 31 points in the fourth quarter to to uh, Denver's 21. But Denver made the shots that mattered and um, they were able to win this game. So uh, game four is going to be a big one. It's going to be game four come Thursday. If the Lakers win, they go up 3-1. And Denver has come back from 3-1 two times in this playoffs. If the Lakers win, they go up 3-1, and then they can end the game in game five. Every game, I mean, every playoff series for the Lakers have gone five. So do the Lakers win 4-1? Do the Denver Nuggets come back and tie this thing at 2-2 and potentially win 4-2 or 4-3? Um, we'll see, man. It's going to be an interesting game come uh, Thursday. Uh, really, the winner of that game has a great chance to win the entire series. So look out for that. Let's dive right on in into the NFL week two. Week two was a great week in terms of having football. We've been craving and missing football, so we're happy to have it. But um, there were tons of injuries. We're going to get into the injuries in a moment. Uh, The week kicked off with um, the Browns versus the Bengals. Usually that's a matchup that nobody wants to watch, but it was a pretty good game. Joe Burrow did have him a game. But the thing is, he threw 61 times. Okay, it took him 61 attempts to get to 316 yards. He did have three touchdown passes. He was sacked three times, but overall, he had a pretty good game. Joe Mixon was non-existent. Uh, non-existent. Uh, he had 16 carries for 46 yards. Uh, Tyler Boyd was finally able to find the end zone. Um, had seven catches for 72 yards. Then uh, CJ Uzoma um, got injured, and he's out for the season. Um, Sample was was really able to carve out a role for himself. So look out for uh, Sample for the Bengals. Um, Drew Sample, he's going to be a tight end that's going to be able to put up some decent stats. If if him and Burroughs chemistry continue to grow, he might be a guy that you want to grab in the waiver wire. So um, Mixon did have uh, four catches for 40 yards. So that doesn't help in PPR leagues. Uh, T Higgins finally. Uh, made himself known to the league. Um, now on on the Brown side, uh, Baker Mayfield. I think the Baker Mayfield sucks. A lot of guys would tell me that Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback and blah blah. I get it. He was a you know first round pick first overall, but he just has not shown me much. Um, he's the reason why the Browns were as bad as they were last year. You can't have all this talent and you don't produce. The Browns were able to run the ball very well which was able to help uh, Baker Mayfield. Nick Chubb ran 22 times for 124 yards and two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt ran for 10, uh, 10 carries, 86 yards, and one touchdown. Kareem Hunt was also able to contribute in the passing game. He caught two passes for 15 yards and another touchdown. Um, Baker Mayfield finally connected with OBJ. Uh, OBJ had four catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, all of the top stars for the Browns stepped up. Everybody but uh, Landry and Hooper, who was who was their big free agent acquisition. Um, the offensive line for the Browns, I really don't know what to make of it, but they did have a pretty good game. Baker wasn't sacked. Uh, Baker did have one turnover. If Baker plays this way, then they have a chance of beating the Washington football team come Sunday. Now, speaking of Washington football team, they were able to sack um, the Philadelphia Eagles eight times. And I think that Baker Mayfield is a guy that's when, when he's under duress and pressure, he looks crazy. So 
they're going to have to protect them because Chase Young is on the mission. Chase Young is coming for that uh, defensive player of the year. Not just the rookie defensive player of the year, but the, but the real deal. Um, but anyways... Um, so yeah, that's how the NFL kicked off. And then, um, you had the bills playing the dolphins. Now I'm going to tell you guys something. Jonathan Allen has been the MVP of this season so far, in my opinion. Um, he was able to uh, throw for, uh, 417 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he was perfect out there on Sunday and then he can carry the ball. You know, he only ran, uh, four times for 18 yards this particular game, but um, that backfield for the Buffalo Bills, it looks kind of funny, man. Between Zach Moss and uh, and, and uh, Devin Singletary, I don't know what's going on there. They're going to have to really shore that up because Josh Allen cannot continue to, you know, pass and pass and pass and pass. Um, Stephon Diggs, man, had a heck of a game. He had eight receptions for 153 yards and a touchdown. And then John Brown also had a big game, eight, uh, four catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Now, their rookie, uh, Gabriel Davis, was finally able to, uh, you know, have a game for himself, had a touchdown, six-yard touchdown. So proud of him. He's a guy that has worked really, really hard on uh, making this team and making an impact. Um, a tight end that I really believed was, was going to do some damage this year was Dawson Knox. And he, isn't, he has not done anything. He fumbled the ball, and that's not a good sign. Um, then the Bills defense has been, uh, they haven't, they, they have not been good at all. I mean, these guys almost came back and won this game. And, um, when you give up 28 points to the Miami Dolphins, that's not saying a lot at all. Uh, Fitzpatrick was Fitzpatrick. Um, he had 328 yards. Um, he was sacked three times, but he did have two touchdowns, no interceptions, which is big. Um, when we look at the running back situation for, uh, the Miami Dolphins. You bring in Jordan Howard, you bring in Breida, but it's uh, Gaskin that's, uh, he's the guy that's getting the carries, Miles Gaskin. So it seems like Miles Gaskin is going to be their, uh, be the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins. So that whole backfield is just muddy, especially in fantasy. Um, if, if I had to pick a guy, I'll probably go with Miles Gaskins, but then again, it can switch. A whole nother day, it can switch up. So, um, Jacecki, man, Jacecki is that dude, man. Uh, Mike Jacecki uh, from Penn State, very athletic tight end. Um, he's entering his uh, third year, and he's finally starting to to uh, develop. It might be his second year. Not really sure. Don't quote me there. But he had eight catches for 130 yards and one touchdown. How many of you guys actually started Mike Jacecki this week? Um, I had him on my bench. I had Higby in there. So Higby also had a great game, but uh, we'll get to Higby's game in a minute. So um, um, Isaac Ford had a good game. He caught seven passes. Uh, Isaiah Ford, I'm sorry, caught seven passes for 75 yards. Um, He might be a guy that you might want to look at in fantasy, especially if you're looking for wide receiver help. Um, Devontae Parker had a decent game, had five catches, 53 yards, and a touchdown. There's a guy that I know that that is in one of my leagues. He's telling me, he's like, buy Devontae Parker now because once Tua takes over, he's telling me that Devontae Parker is going to go off and have an amazing season. So buy Devontae Parker low if you can. Um, We look at the 49ers and the Jets. This is a very, very weird game to begin with. This was a game where Garoppolo was lost to injury. Um, he's going to miss a few weeks, uh, but before he left, he had 131 yards and two touchdowns. He was having a great game. I mean, you're playing the lowly Jets. The Jets are just so bad. Uh, Raheem Mozart had eight carries for 92 yards. I actually traded Derrick Henry for Raheem Mozart and, and Chris Godwin, and they both were hurt, but um, Mozart did give me some points. And then what I'm most impressed about Mozart is that he's actually catching the ball. He had two receptions for 15 yards. Um, He's really becoming a weapon for this team. Jarek McKinnon had him a game. He had three carries for 77 yards and a touchdown. So Jarek McKinnon is definitely going to be a guy that's going to be one of the hottest waiver wire pickups in fantasy uh, come Wednesday morning. So Jarek McKinnon, if he's not already on, on on your team or already... Like, on somebody else's team, you want to put in a claim to pick up Jarek McKinnon. 
Uh, Jordan Reed had him a game, man. He had seven catches for, for 50 yards and two touchdowns. I told everyone on Twitter, I said, go pick up Jordan Reed. The guy was looking at me like I was crazy. Some guy was on Twitter talking trash saying, oh, man, uh, uh, why do you keep on telling people to pick up bums? I'm like, how can Jordan Reed be a bum? You have to understand how fantasy works. If somebody goes down, it's the next man up type mentality. And you got to try it out to see if it works. If it doesn't work, then you throw the person away. You, you throw them back in the trash. So for those that are playing in two quarterback leagues, you want to go ahead and pick up uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is a decent quarterback. Um, he didn't play necessarily well on Sunday. He, he threw uh, 11 passes, completed eight of them, uh, 71 passing yards and one in interception. So um, that's that. And as for the Jets, the Jets were ter- terrible, man. Sam Darnold has nobody to throw to. Uh, Frank Gore is like 90 years old. Uh, that whole backfield is just terrible. There's nobody that's even fantasy relevant unless you're getting points per carry. Then, you know, Frank Gore is the obvious choice there. Uh, Chris Hogan had a good game. Six catches for 75 yards. He's a guy for a deep dive uh, league. If you're, you know, looking for a wide receiver in a super deep league, look for Chris Hogan. Look for uh, uh, Berrios. That's another guy. But like I said, I would leave the Jets uh, players alone. I'm not fooling with that. Broncos played the Steelers. Um, it was actually a good game. It was somewhat close. Um, Pittsburgh's defense, they come up with, with uh, they come up with uh, big plays, but it's like, it's almost like you expect more from them. You know, in a game where Denver lost Drew Luck, um, he, I mean, who's a young quarterback that was on his way trying to do his thing. Then Jake Driscoll comes in and has a pretty good game. Uh, Jake Driscoll was out there. Uh, he had 256 yards passing, two touchdowns, and one interception. He was sacked six times, so um, that's crazy. But um, Driscoll played well. Uh, Melvin Gordon is still going to be a nice uh, running back still, even with Jake Driscoll. Melvin Gordon had 19 carries for 70 yards. Not bad, but not great. Uh, he also had two receptions for 14 yards and a score. So I see Melvin Gordon as a guy who's going to get opportunities to have more scores, um, especially in the passing game. He's going to be a weapon for these guys because when you lose uh, Cortland Sutton as well, he tore his ACL and, and his MCL. That was just a terrible injury. So Jerry Judy stock is up. Go trade for Jerry Judy. Noah Fant is balling. He's a top five tight end so far this year. And then do not sleep on Melvin Gordon. Like I said, um, this is Melvin Gordon's time to show why they brought him there. And he's going to really take a, 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 a hold on his job if he plays well before Lindsey comes back. Um, then when we take a look at the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, man, Big Ben is still Big Ben. Big Ben is still a beast. He's a future Hall of Famer. He had 311 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, James Conner seems to be back 16 yards. I mean, 16 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Benny Snell, everybody was on the Benny Snell train, and Benny Snell just did not produce for anybody. But I would still say stash Benny Snell if you can, because obviously we do not trust James Conner's health. Um, Deontay Johnson. One thing I like about Deontay Johnson is that he's getting targets. Week one, he had 10 targets. Week two, he had 13 targets, and he caught eight uh, receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown. Those are big, big numbers, both in real life and fantasy football. Um, you want to go ahead and grab Deontay Johnson if you can via trade. He He's definitely not out there in the, in the um, waiver wire, obviously. Um, he was the guy that I was able to draft in the 10th round, and he's playing, he, he's paying dividends for me right now. Um, also, um, Juju, he's on the team, but he's not producing like Deontay Johnson is. We're, we are now seeing that Antonio uh, Brown was the main guy. Juju was just living off of Antonio Brown. Now that Juju's the main guy, he's nowhere near as good as Antonio Brown. He's still going to get paid. He's still a very good wide receiver, but I think that Juju is more so a number two wide receiver than a number one. Um, so, it, I mean, let's look out to see if Pittsburgh even decides to pay him. They're going to have to pay either Connor or Juju, and there's an opportunity that they might be able to, that they might let both go. Um, 
Pittsburgh does have a very nice rookie in Chase Claypool, one of my favorite rookies in the whole draft. I have him all over my uh, my uh, dynasty leagues. Uh, he's definitely a guy that I'm I'm looking at. Eric Ebron does not impress anybody, um, but we'll see, man. Big Ben can make something out of nothing. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings played the um, Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts won 28 to 11. What is up with the Vikings? They're supposed to have. Um, a decent uh, defense. I understand their top pass rushers out. I, I get that. But what I'm saying is you would, you would expect more out of this team. Uh, Kirk Cousins played terrible. Uh, he, he only passed for 113 yards and three interceptions. And now you can kind of see why Stephon Diggs is gone. Stephon Diggs is actually excited to leave the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 14 carries for, uh, for uh, 63 yards and a touchdown. You definitely need more out of Dalvin Cook. But when you're losing, it's kind of hard to continue to run the ball. Uh, Jefferson led the team in uh, receptions and yards. He had three receptions for 44 yards. Jefferson is a guy that I'm big on. It seems like Adam Thielen uh, probably got double teamed, triple teamed, and just did not look good. He was targeted eight times, and he only caught three passes. So it wasn't like he wasn't targeted. You know, it just was not going in his favor. And then Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith just looked terrible. Those are Irv Smith was a guy that I was thinking that was going to be a sleeper tight end, but he was not able to uh, make that work. Um, now let's talk a little bit of fantasy and the Indianapolis Colts. Philip Rivers has not done what I was thinking that that he would be that he would be able to do. He threw for 214 yards, one touchdown, one INT. Jonathan Taylor got 26 carries and was able to rush for 101 yards. If you drafted Jonathan Taylor, you're winning right now. Um, I felt that Marlon Mack was going to be the guy for the first eight weeks, and then Jonathan Taylor takes over and become the guy to end the season. But he's the guy now, and he's playing very, very well. Um, he's a he's a very um, I won't say good or great. Uh, receiver, but he's he's a capable receiver, and the more that he plays with Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers is gonna make him um, that dude. Um, also, um, there were some injuries for the Colts. They lost uh, Paris Campbell, who's their big time uh, wide receiver, um, who was really trying to do something for himself this season. Um, so go pick up Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> His stock just went up. T.Y. Hilton is not looking good at all. Um, it seems like the Colts are going to run the ball more than they pass the ball. So you definitely want to, um, you know, look for guys like, uh, Jonathan Taylor. If you can get him in a trade, go get him now. Um, he's going to, he's going to be phenomenal this season. He'll be a borderline, um, running back one, if not mid tier running back one. Um, cause he's going to get the volume. A lot of you guys went after Naheem Hines last week and Naheem Hines had one catch for four yards. So for all those guys who put in their, their number one waiver claim on Naheem Hines, congratulations. I'm going to be letting you guys know who your number one waiver claim should be this week. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That's just kind of funny to me. The Titans played Jacksonville and I don't know, are the Titans really good or are they bad? Is Jacksonville better than what we think? Or are they getting lucky so far? Garner Minshew had a heck of a game. He had 339 yards passing, three touchdowns, two INTs. He's definitely a guy that you want to look at. He's going to be a borderline QB1 this year. And people fail to realize that Garner Minshew can scramble with the ball. He rushed four times for 19 yards. He's a sneaky uh, uh, ball ball carrier. Um James Robinson, man, it's been a revelation, both in real life and fantasy. He had 16 carries for 102 yards. Uh, that's a 6.4 uh, uh, yards per carry. Uh, that's, I mean, that's amazing. Um, and one touchdown. So uh, DJ Chark did his uh, thing, four catches for 84 yards. But a guy that you want to look at in fantasy is Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole is out here sneaky every week getting a touchdown. So if Garner Minshew is getting two to three touchdown passes every single week, you definitely want to look and see who was he passing to. If you're in a deep league, in a tight end premium league, you want to look at Tyler Eifert. If you are in regular leagues and need a wide receiver, go get Keelan Cole. Um, he's looking good right now. And we look on the Titans side. Um, 
Tannehill is playing unbelievable ball right now. Um, he carried the Titans. Um, he's really showing that he was worth the contract that the Titans gave him. He had 239 yards, four passing touchdowns. Derrick Henry had, uh, mm, I don't know, a so-so kind of game. He, he ran the ball 25 times for 84 yards. And then uh, John U. Smith is just looking great, man. Four catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns. John U. Smith is a top three tight end this year in fantasy, at least so far. So as, as long as he continues to build that relationship with uh, Tannehill, John U. is going to be that dude, man. So get John U. in fantasy. He's going to help you win uh, some of your games. Um, this game, there was no A.J. Brown. And you would think that Corey Davis was going to step up more. Uh, Corey Davis took a step back. He had three catches for 36 yards and one touchdown, opposed to what he did last week when he had, you know, over 100 yards receiving. Uh, Vaccaro had a sack for the Titans. Uh, Crawford had a sack. When you look at the Titans, they're supposed to be better on defense. They're not producing defensively. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with their corners. I understand they had injuries. Dory was out. But it's like you got to be able to do more um, if you're trying to be a Super Bowl contending type team, which I thought that the Titans were going to be a very, very good team. You know, they replaced everything that they lost. Um, one of the most bizarre games this season was uh, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons jumped out to a big lead <laughs> only to lose by one point to Greg Zerline. Talk about kickers. Kickers had a big uh, week uh, this week, um, but uh, Matt Ryan had 273 yards passing, four touchdowns. Matt Ryan has been playing un unbelievable. Um, even Russell Gage had a touchdown pass to Julio, and Julio dropped it. I'm telling you guys, Julio is allergic to touchdowns. He is allergic to touchdowns. That's the only thing I can say that is the that 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 is a flaw in Julio Jones's game. Uh, Todd Gurley did not have a good game. 21 carries, 61 yards. For those of you guys who drafted Ty Gurley in fantasy, <coughs> I hope that you guys didn't spend too much of a price in my Keepers League. I traded a second-round pick to get him, so um, it kind of hurts. And then in, also in that same league, I lost McCaffrey uh, for about six weeks. So I'm just scrambling right now trying to find a running back. But uh, Calvin Ridley has been the best wide receiver in football this year. He had seven catches, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. How does Calvin Ridley continue to score touchdowns and Julio Jones doesn't? I mean, in my keepers league, this guy came after Calvin Ridley. I told him, I said, look, Julio's young, uh, older. Calvin Ridley is younger. And this is going to be Calvin Ridley's uh, breakout season. And look, and look at what's happening. He has a legit shot to, you know, get over 14 to 16 touchdowns this year. The way that he's going, I mean, it's just amazing to me. It's amazing to me. So, um, ATL blew this. ATL is terrible if you're a fan of the Falcons or even a football fan. But as a fantasy football fan, you want Atlanta Falcons players because they're always losing. So, when you're losing, that means... You're passing the ball to come back. Dak Prescott had a game. I mean, he threw for 450 yards. He had one passing touchdown. Then he was able to run for three rushing scores. Uh, so if you're in a league like like mine where touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns count more, uh, Dak Prescott was able to give me, like, I think over 54 points. Big, big points in fantasy. Uh, Zeke Elliott had a, had a decent game. Uh, 22 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb, welcome to the NFL. He had a he had him a game. He caught six receptions for 106 yards. So he's definitely going to be a guy to target. I doubt if he's out there in a free agency, um, but definitely a guy to target. Uh, Amari Cooper had six catches for 100 yards. Um, the guy that suffered in this whole thing was Michael Gallup. He had two receptions for 58 yards. But this coming week, they play Seattle. So uh, Seattle and the Cowboys could be a potential uh, shootout once again. And um, I believe that Seattle probably wins that one. Russell Wilson is just playing unbelievable. We're going to get to a Russell Wilson game shortly. So we look at the Rams and the Eagles. The Rams were able to win this game 37-19. Philadelphia looks terrible. Their offensive line looks trash. Carson Wentz looks trash. Uh, he's a guy that many believe will have a great season because they improved his weapons. But, you know, some of the guys are young and some of the guys have not really gelled 
with Carson Wentz just yet. So uh, Jared Goff had a decent game, 267 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, which is huge. Um, Now, here's another crazy backfield. Daryl Henderson uh, was able to produce finally. He was a guy that was drafted from Memphis in the second or third round last year by Sean McVay, and he finally paid dividends for, uh, for him. He had 12 carries, 81 yards, and one touchdown. And then uh, he was also able to catch two uh, receptions for 40 yards. So that's big right there. Um, Malcolm Brown, who was the hero for some fantasy people last year, I mean last week, only had 11 carries for 47 yards. There's a guy that's in one of my leagues that traded Malcolm Brown for Terry McLaurin. Wow. That's all I'm going to say about that. Cooper Cup had a, had had him a decent game. He had five receptions for 81 yards. But the guy, the man of the hour was Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby had five receptions for 54 yards and not one, not two, but three touchdowns. That's just amazing to me. Um, for those of you guys who drafted Tyler Higby in the seventh round or below, you guys are winning right now. And if this is just a taste of what's to come. <laughs> it's going to be a fun season for the Tyler Higby owners. I was able to get Tyler Higby in the seventh round in one league, and I got him in the ninth round in another league. So I'm excited about having Higby on my fantasy team. Uh, Carson Wentz, man, terrible. 242 yards passing, two interceptions. And one thing about Carson Wentz is if you go look at his stats uh, from previous years, he does not throw more than seven or seven to nine interceptions a year. So he's not a guy that turns over the ball a lot, but he already has four INTs in two weeks. It's crazy. Uh, Miles Sanders finally got to play. He had 20 carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. And then another thing I like about Miles Sanders is that he gets to get involved in the, in the passing game. He had three receptions uh, for uh, 36 yards. So that's just big, big, big performance by uh, Miles Sanders. Um, Jalen Regor is still trying to figure out, you know, where he's supposed to be on the field and how does he connect with um, Carson. Uh, Deshaun uh, Jackson had six receptions for 64 yards, and then Ertz had five receptions for 42 yards. Ertz really got to up his game, uh, not just for the Philadelphia uh, Eagles, but for us Zach Ertz owners. I had a league where I drafted Ertz and then I drafted Waller. I traded away Waller and I kept Ertz. What a mistake. Um, <laughs> so far, you know, it's a long season and people are going to overreact both in real life and in fantasy. Um, we look at the Raiders. So we look at the Raiders and the Raiders had themselves a game last night on Monday Night Football. Um, they were a team that nobody expected to even have a chance versus um, the, the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints came into this game thinking that, you know, it was going to be easy and they were hitting the mouth. Uh, the Raiders looked good, but we've seen these starts from the Raiders. Um, they started out very, very well last year where they were like, you know, five and three and six and four pushing for the playoffs and then. Pretty much towards the end of the year, they just kind of, you know, messed up. So they're 2-0 to start the season. They're looking very, very good. And um, Gruden is very, very, um, he's very, very good at, at doing what he does. He's motivating these guys. Josh Jacobs has just been a revelation for this team. Um, he had 27 carries for 88 yards. And he's also showing that he's a big, tough back that can go through the middle as well as catching passes. He caught three receptions for 17 yards. Then you look at Jalen Richard, uh, who fumbled the ball at a critical moment in the game, but then was able to get a touchdown to redeem himself. Derek Carr had three touchdown passes. He hit Waller for one. He hit uh, Zay Jones, and then he also hit um, uh, Ingold. Now, Darren Waller, I just talked about him. He, man, he looked really, really good yesterday. He had 12 receptions for 103 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he had 28 big points in fantasy. Um, he's the kind of tight end that you're looking for. He's like literally the number one wide receiver on this team. And uh, he got 16 big targets and caught 12 of them. 
So for those of you guys who drafted Darren Waller, he is going to reward you. He has a shot to have 100 catches this season. Um, so great, great game, both offensively and defensively for the Raiders. Uh, they were able to fluster Drew Brees, even though he had a, a 312 yards passing. He did have an interception. He had one touchdown pass. Uh, Alvin Kamara is back. He had 13 carries for 79 yards and two rushing scores. He also was targeted nine times in the passing game and caught nine of them for 95 yards. So that's a big 38 plus points in fantasy, depending on what your scoring is. Yeah, Alvin Kamara is back and he has a legit shot to be the number one um, running back this year in fantasy football, being that uh, Christian McCaffrey is gone for four to six weeks. And then being that Saquon Barkley is also gone for the year. And then, you know, you got guys like Raheem Mostar who's playing well. He's hurt. So it's just injuries all over the place. Um Traquan Smith didn't look good. He had five receptions for 86 yards. But outside of that, uh, you I mean, I expected Jared, uh, Jared Cook to play well. Some people expected Emmanuel Sanders to play well. I just didn't believe in, in uh, believe in Emmanuel Sanders having him a good game. Um, Saints defense played well. Jenkins got a sack. Um, different guys got had sacks, but it was like the sacks were not uh, impact. You know, it didn't really have an impact on the game. So moving forward, I mean, you know, you go ahead and you beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then you lay an egg versus the Las Vegas Raiders. So are the Saints truly good? Are the Bucks truly decent? How good is the Vegas Raiders? I mean, there's just so many questions to be answered and it's only week two. So we're going to kind of monitor this thing as the season progresses then you have a team like the Giants and the um, Chicago Bears if you told me that the Chicago Bears would be 2-0 and that uh, and that Trubisky would be the starting quarterback thus far I would have told you that you're lying but you got Daniel Jones who always turns over the ball he had an interception this game and then um, he also fumbled and lost the fumble. So, you know, fumble Daniel Jones. I mean, that's just what Daniel Jones does. He fumbles. So for those who are playing fantasy, any opponent that's playing against the Giants, go grab that defense and start them. Saquon Barkley was lost for the season towards ACL. Uh, very, very sad. So they signed Devontae Freeman today. So Devontae Freeman is the number one waiver wire pick for those that are playing fantasy football. You want to go ahead and grab you Devontae Freeman. Uh, you got Deion Lewis out there, but Deion Lewis is more so of a factor in the passing game. He might be that third down back, but for the early work, you're going to get a lot of Devontae Freeman. And he's a very capable pass catcher. So don't be surprised if you're seeing a lot of checkdowns to Devontae Freeman. He's not going to look like Saquon Barkley, but he's a very good running back. And he kind of played his cards right and just kind of waited for the dust to settle and seen some injuries. And, and he's he feels that he can go to the Giants and have a good season, enough for him to get paid next year. Um, Evan Ingram had six receptions for 65 yards. He hasn't looked very, very good. Golden Tate finally came back. Golden Tate is a guy that I like a lot this season. I feel like he's that safety valve for Daniel Jones. So expect uh, Golden Tate to be a guy that flirts with anywhere between five to seven receptions every single game. So you want to go ahead and definitely look at that. Uh, Darius Slayton had a mediocre game after having a very, very good game the game before. Uh, Trubisky, he had 190 yards, two touchdowns, and two INTs. Yes, the old Trubisky did come out a little bit. Uh, David Montgomery had him a good game, six, 16 carries for 82 yards. That's a 5.1 average. Um, then he also caught three passes for 45 yards and another score. So David Montgomery, he's a guy that I talked about uh, last week. Um, you know, he he started off with the injury, but David Montgomery is a guy that's capable of catching the ball. And you're seeing that Tariq Cohen is being phased out. David Montgomery has a chance to be a three down back. And um, he's definitely a guy to buy low on. I tried to buy low this week, and uh, I couldn't get him. Allen Robinson has not produced for anybody, both in real life for the Bears or in fantasy football, for somebody like me who highly invested in um, 
you know, Allen Robinson. You got the Lions and the Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came down to earth a little bit. Um, the, the the Packers did win this game 42-21. to 21. Uh, Stafford had uh, 244 yards, two touchdowns in the INT. Uh, Peterson was there trying to do the best that he could. You know, he did have a 5.9 average per carry. But, you know, in a script like this where you're kind of, you know, trying to catch up, you got to check down to your different wide receivers and running backs. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had four receptions for 62 yards. Uh, Swift did get involved in the passing game, which is huge for fantasy owners. He had five receptions for 60 yards. Quintess Cephas, I like him a lot, man. He's going to be more of a factor as the season goes on. Do not be surprised if he's the starting wide receiver uh, next year when potentially they can lose guys like Marvin Jones, Galladay. So, um, you know, look for Quintez Cephas. And even Amendola is going to be gone next year. So we look at the Packers. I said Aaron Rodgers came back, came back down to earth. He had 240 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Jones just had him a game, man. 18 carries for 168 yards rushing, two touchdowns. That's just as crazy as it gets. And then he was also able to uh, do more work. On the receiving side, he had four receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. I think it is officially time for people to stop doubting Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is great, and he's doing what he does for this team. Even though the team drafted A.J. Dillon, is more so as a future um, guy. You know, there's a possibility where the Packers don't pay Aaron Jones, and he walks. Then you have A.J. Dillon. You're hoping that A.J. Dillon can become the guy for you. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how the Packers approach this thing with everything that they have going on. It's going to be very interesting. Um, the Washington football team uh, got to play um, the Arizona Cardinals, and Kyler Murray just tore them up, man. Uh, Chase Young did have him another sack. Chase Young leads the NFL in sacks with 2.5 right now. Uh, Dwayne Haskins did not look good. Um, he came on. Uh, late in the game with 223 yards passing, had a touchdown, no INTs. He was sacked four times. Um, he did fumble the ball. So that's still a turnover. I mean, I make fun of Daniel Jones. I got I to gotta be able to dish it back to uh, Dwayne Haskins. He's got to be able to, you know, step up. Uh, Washington turned over the ball two times very, very early in that game. And, and from that point on, um, the game was lost. Um, Antonio Gibson had 13 carries for 55 yards and a touchdown. He's only going to get better. Terry McLaurin finally woke up in the second half. He was targeted 10 times. He caught seven receptions for 125 yards and a touchdown. So expect uh, for Terry McLaurin to have even an even better game uh, against the um, against the Browns next week. It's going to be an exciting game to watch. Uh, Steve Sims pitched in with, uh, you know, three receptions for four, 53 yards. Where's the offense going to come for? Where's the offense going to come from for the Washington a football team. I really don't know. But on defense, guys like Kevin Pierre-Lewis, for those who play IDP, go grab Kevin Pierre-Lewis. He had 15 tackles, and 10 of those were solo, one tackle for loss. So you definitely want to grab these guys, especially if you're playing IDP. John Bostic is a guy that I've picked up in IDP, and he's been, you know, balling out for me. Uh, Landon Collins had a sack, and um, he also had an INT. So, Landon Collins got major, major points uh, this week in fantasy IDP. But when you look at the Cardinals, man, they got DeAndre Hopkins. All he does is just balls, man. He balls out. He had eight receptions for 68 yards. So, the yards weren't there, but the receptions were. He had a touchdown as well. Drake, you know, ran the ball decent. He ran uh, 20 times for 86 yards. Kyler Murray was just unstoppable in the run game, man. He had eight uh, rushes for 67 yards and two touchdowns. He made all the right plays. He had three total touchdowns through through one interception. So a lot of people are saying that Kyler Murray has a chance to be in the MVP talks this year. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a shot, but what I am saying is that he's a very good quarterback and he's smart. He knows when to run, when not to run. Um, the Titans um, played very, very well, and they're you know Titans are expecting to have. A big season, like I mentioned earlier. Um, that's the Titans are a lot of people's picks. When you talk about those top teams in the AFC, people say, you know, 
the uh, the uh, the Chiefs, and then you have the Ravens. The Titans are that third team that I've been hearing, Titans and Steelers. So we're gonna see what happens in the AFC. But moving on to the Chargers, Chargers did not have a good game. The Chargers let uh, a rookie literally almost beat them, and. <laughs> The coach goes up to uh, Herbert and says, hey, you're going to be starting. And he's like, what? You know, he didn't really believe it, but he's like, you know, he was ready. He thought that the coach was playing. Tyrod Taylor was able, was not able to play because of pregame warmups where he hurt his chest or something. I don't know. Something crazy like that. I don't know. Was he doing pushups and then gets hurt? But uh, Mahomes had a, a good game, 302 yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, he did run the ball a lot this game. He ran six times for 54 yards, so he was improvising with his feet. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not have a good game, 10 carries for 38 yards. Um, he hurt a lot of people's fantasy teams. Tyreek Hill had five receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown. I know somebody who traded A.J. Brown, Chris Carson, and Darren Waller for Tyreek Hill. <sighs> no player is worth that much. That was just that was just nuts, and the guy is now 0-2. So maybe he has a plan. Um, Travis Kelsey did Travis Kelsey type things. He had nine receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. Man, Kelsey's just a beast, man. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was able to get involved in the passing game. So it did help his fantasy numbers just a little bit. Um, when you look at the Chargers, Herbert looked very, very good in his first game. 311 yards uh, passing, one touchdown, one INT. A, a player that I would say go by right now is going to be Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had seven receptions for for 96 yards. I'm trying to buy Keenan Allen right now. He's on this guy's bench. And I got running backs to spare. I have Ronald Jones. I have Singletary. So I have running backs to spare to pick up Keenan Allen before he blows up. He definitely still has a shot to get another 100 reception type season because the targets are there. If he's getting 10 targets a game, and that's with Mike Williams being out, he definitely has a lot of upside to uh, produce. Um... You have Austin Eckler, who ran the ball a lot last week and didn't get a lot of receptions. Uh, he was able to get 16 carries for 93 yards, and he also got four receptions for 55 yards. So if Herbert is going to be the guy moving forward, it just bodes well for every pass catcher on the Chargers. Uh, John, Joshua Kelly is a guy that I really like. He caught two receptions for 49 yards, and then he also pitched in with 23 carries for 64 rushing yards. I like Joshua Kelly a lot, and he's definitely a guy that you want to go pick up in fantasy football if he's still available. I talked about getting him last week, um, if you guys listened. So uh, pick him up. Um, let's look at the Bucks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, the, I said the Bucks and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks and the Carolina Panthers. Um, this game was uh, very, very weird because um, this is a game where you would think that Tom Brady would go out there and throw for three, maybe four touchdowns and show, hey, I'm still the GOAT, you know, I'm still this, I'm still that. Brady only had 217 yards passing, one TD, one INT. Um, now, mind you that Chris Godwin did not play because of concussion-like symptoms, uh, but Mike Evans did have uh, seven re- seven receptions for 104 yards and a touchdown. So that's pretty, pretty good on Mike Evans' uh, uh, side. Um, guys like Scotty Miller, who people picked up to fill in fantasy, did not play well. Uh, Fournette did catch four passes. Uh, and Fournette had him a game. He had 12 carries for 103 yards and uh, two scores. So... Ronald Jones also had a score. He had a touchdown. But I believe, I want to say that uh, he fumbled, but he didn't. It just seemed like Ronald Jones just could not get it together. When Fournette came in and did what he did, that's when I knew like it was over for Rojo. But the Buccaneers fans love him. Um, I don't know what they see in him, but it's just not there. Brady did have another turnover. He lost a fumble. Um... Man, Devin White for the Bucks is just nasty, man. He had 15 tackles. 11 of those were solo. Uh, Antoine Winfield, uh, one of my favorite um, safeties in the draft. And I can't believe that the Buccaneers were able to get this guy. He had 11 tackles. Uh, eight, of, eight of those were solo, and he had a sack. Um, he's just a, just, a, a, just a pretty good, pretty good uh, player. 
all around. Dominic and Sue had two sacks, and in my IDP league, somebody just dropped them. I know that right now that they're probably mad that they <laughs> that they dropped Sue, and then Sue goes off and has a good game. The Panthers have shocked me in the sense that they're passing the ball a lot this year, even though they lost uh, to the Buccaneers 31-17. They're still able to pass and try to come back. Uh, Bridgewater was sacked five times, um, but on the bright side, um, you know, McCaffrey got hurt, but the thing is, it wasn't like an ACL or anything. It's not a season-ending injury. It's a, it's a um, injury to where he'll be back at some point in the season. They're saying that he's going to miss four to six weeks. So um, we'll see what happens there. Um, also, um, like I said, Teddy Bridgewater is airing the ball out, and Ryan Roby Anderson, he's really shocking me, man. He had 10 targets. He caught nine of them for a hundred and. Uh, 109 yards. DJ Moore finally did something positive. He had eight receptions for 120 yards. And uh, Mike Davis had uh, eight receptions for 74 yards. So it seems like Bridgewater is really sharing the ball and airing it out. So I expect these three guys to be the top three guys next week in terms of uh, targets and catches for the Carolina Panthers. Let's look at the Ravens versus the Texans. Lamar Jackson coming into this game, the reigning MVP. Uh, what did he do this game? They won the game 33-16 to versus the Houston Texans. The Texans are trash right now. They are really missing DeAndre Hopkins. And all DeAndre Hopkins is doing is laughing. He's counting his money, and he's laughing over there in Arizona. Uh, Lamar Jackson had a, a 204 yards passing one touchdown. Um, he didn't really uh, run the ball like for a lot of yards like he normally does. He carried the ball 16 times for 54 yards. That's a 3.4 um, average. That means that he's getting hit a lot. Usually you get a Lamar Jackson who's rushing for seven yards per carry, but that didn't happen here. Um, Gus Edwards stepped into this backfield and gave them 73 yards rushing. Ingram gave them 55 yards rushing and a touchdown. J.K. Dobbins is out of here. So, I mean, this whole backfield is looking crazy. So, for those, so for those guys that drafted J.K. Dobbins or Ingram, I mean, you toss in Edwards in there along with what Lamar Jackson does, that backfield is messy. Hollywood Brown had a decent game, 42 yards. Nobody had more than 42 yards receiving for um, the Ravens. So they didn't really get to do a lot on the uh, offensive side. Defensive side, Humphrey and Clark split a sack. And, um, you know, Bowser was able to get a sack. And uh, it was kind of like just spread. Elliott got a uh, sack. Calais Campbell got a sack. Calais Campbell, man. Shout out to Calais Campbell. The guy is the guy is balling out of control, man. Um, he's really made this defense look amazing. Uh, Deshaun Watson had 275 yards passing, one touchdown, one INT. David Johnson, 11 carries for 34 yards. Brandon Cooks, 95 yards receiving. Cobb stepped up a little bit, five catches for 59 yards. Akins had seven receptions for 55 yards. So Deshaun Jackson got to spread the ball around. But there's no, there's only one DeAndre Hopkins. And Will Fuller didn't play. So Will Fuller is back to his injured ways. Um, you know, he's a guy, like I said, he's going to give you major upside in fantasy. But he's a guy that you kind of want to uh, get away from. Um, also in this game, J.J. Watt is still J.J. Watt. He had two sacks. J.J. Watt just continues to show the world why he's one of the best players in the NFL currently. So, guys, the best game of the night was the New England Patriots versus um, versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it was a great game. Cam Newton balled out. He had 397 yards passing. He had a touchdown uh, passing. He had a uh, he had an INT, but then he also had 11 carries for 47 yards and two scores. Um, the New England's defense is still pretty good, uh, surprisingly. Even though they gave up a lot of touchdowns, you had guys like Winovich, um, Winovich out there balling, and 
you know, you got to give Bill Belichick some credit uh, to be able to lose a lot of guys, some starters that opted out, and then to still be this competitive. I understand you get Cam Newton, but I mean, it's just a total ball game. I'm a, like a whole nother ball game when you got to come out there and defend and not have your full array of weapons on the on the on the defensive side. So. Russell Wilson was able to shred this defense. Um, he had five touchdowns. Um, he had one INT. Chris Carson came out there, you know, had a pretty good game. 17 carries for 72 yards, uh, three receptions for 36 yards and a score. Uh, Chris Carson is catching the ball a lot this season. Um, you also had uh, Moore, who had a touchdown. You had Swain, who had a touchdown. You had Lockett, who had seven receptions for 67 yards and a score. Then you had DK Metcalf who is just growing as a player uh, four receptions for 92 yards and a score so man i am really loving what i'm seeing out of um seattle if you, if you drafted russell wilson in fantasy you got a great chance of winning your championship this year you know knock on wood that you know he stays healthy and everything uh jamal adams has been huge on defense for this team he had uh 10 tackles had a sack um had a sack for loss uh amadi's on that defense uh wagner quentin dunbar had him a good game i believe he had an int in this game as well so um, shout out to Quentin Dunbar, man, trying to get his life back together. Um, you know, you don't take things like playing in the, in the NFL for granted. But yeah, this was the definitely to me was definitely like the best game of uh, the week because Cam Newton had a chance to win this game. And, you know, it was three seconds left on the clock and he was on a two or three yard line. And instead of passing the ball, he elected to run. He elected to do what got him two other touchdowns. And then, you know, they just fell short. So um, shout out to uh, Seattle. Shout out to New England. This season is already starting out with a bang. Um, I'm really, really enjoying the season thus far. So, guys, this is the portion of the show that I kind of discuss the waiver wire pickups um, for you guys this week. Um, Gardner Minshew should not be on the waiver wire, but if he is, you put in a waiver claim. And if you're playing fab, you you pay at least 15% of your total money uh, to get Gardner Minshew. He's going to be a guy that's going to flirt with uh, QB1 numbers this season. And like I said, I feel like Jacksonville Jaguars are going to uh, suck on defense. So that means a lot of passing. And you know, I love passing. When you're passing at the end of the game, that's really what you want. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is one of the biggest names, if not the biggest names uh, this week in uh, fantasy to pick up. Um, I have him. A lot in uh, in fantasy. I got him. I, st- I started to jump on the Jerick McKinnon bandwagon last week. So I was able to kind of secure him after week one in one league. I did let him go before the game was over with, which is a huge mistake. You want to let the games ride out before you drop a player. So Jerick McKinnon is going to uh, be the top dog uh, with Tevin Coleman uh, being hurt. And then uh, also with Raheem Mozart being hurt, uh, he's going to miss some time. They've not said how many weeks Mozart is going to miss, but Tevin Coleman uh, was even useless when he was healthy. You also want to look at guys like Jeff Wilson in that backfield for the 49ers if you're in the deep league. Uh, Daryl Henderson balled out this week. Um, Cam, Cam Akers and Malcolm Brown both came out the game with injuries. So it seems like... If those guys miss games, which I think they will, then uh, Henderson is going to just be that guy uh, for you. And then you also want to look at a guy like Mike Davis. Mike Davis is the backup to Christian McCaffrey. A lot of you guys didn't know that because, yeah, he doesn't get a lot of touches, but he did get a lot of receptions this week. So he was very, very involved in the passing game. So you want to go out there and you want to grab Mike Davis. Um, Russell Gage should not be on the waiver wire. But if he stupidly is, you want to go ahead and grab Russell Gage. Russell Gage is a beast, man. He's he's he is amazing. So he's definitely a guy that you want to have on your team. And he's shown that he can be able to eat alongside Julio and Calvin Ridley. And if Matt Ryan is pumping out 400 yards passing, 400 yards passing, you best believe he, he has to pass to somebody. This week, Julio's stock was down. Gage was up. 
Calvin really stayed up, and then the tight end, Hayden Hurst, got to eat as well. Uh, John New Smith is going to be a hot name on the waiver wire. He should not be on the waiver wire, but if he is, you want to grab him. Um, he has such a great rapport with um, Tannenhill. So instead of spending big-time dollars or big-time assets on guys like Waller and Kelsey, John New Smith is just that cheaper option right there. He's the great value version of the potato chips so you want to get you Janus smith now that you can a guy that you want to look at if you can stash this guy on your bench you might want to do it is chase claypool chase claypool is a guy that i've gotten all over my dynasty leagues this guy is huge it looks like a tight end but he's just so fast he's a very good wide receiver and him and big ben are forming some kind of tandem right now. You still got Deontay Johnson, then you still got Juju, but I think that Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson becomes Ben Roethlisberger's two favorite targets as the season progresses. Uh, tight ends, uh, the tight end for the uh, for the Cowboys, uh, Dalton Schultz. You want to go ahead and snag him. Uh, he looked really, really good. He had 10 targets and caught nine of them. Uh, so you want to go ahead and get Dalton Schultz if you're in need of a tight end. There's so many good to decent tight ends this year. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. Then you want to go ahead and grab a guy like Wayne Gallman and Deion Lewis. But do not waste your waiver picks on these guys. I think the best guy in New York is going to be Devontae Freeman. He's going to be the guy that takes the job and takes most of the opportunity. Now, it might take him a week or two to kind of get into the swing of things, but you still want to pick up Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman just in case the, uh, the uh, Devontae Freeman is not ready to go right away. You want to pick up Michael Pittman, Michael Pittman Jr., and Zach Pascal. These two guys are going to be the guys that are going to get a lot of work in the passing game outside of Paris Campbell being not being there. So you want to look at Michael Pittman Jr. And you also want to look at Zach Pascal because at some point, Phillip Rivers is going to start to air the ball out. And because of his inconsistency, T.Y. has looked bad. So, um, you know, you want to get some of these options. You want to get some of these guys that Phillip Rivers likes because if Phillip Rivers likes you, he's going to throw the ball. And also, Mo Alley Cox, the tight end for the Colts. He has looked amazing. Uh, so just monitor to see if if um, if Jack Doyle is going to miss some more games. Because uh, if he is, Mo Alley Cox is definitely a tight end that you definitely want to grab.